Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier. And today, folks, we are going to be talking about 10 tips for boosting your sales in 2023. And I got all this information from a pretty trusted source. And I'll be honest with you, you'd have to dig for days to find all this information. So I would absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt, get a pen out if you are at your desk or if you are driving. Make sure you go back and listen to the show because it's going to be pretty good. Not pretty good. It's going to be damn good. So what I'm going to be sharing with you are expert insights and actionable tips that you can use to take your sales to the next level. Of course, you know, the first one, use social media. And look, social media is a great way to reach a large audience, promote your product or service, use the the different platforms, obviously, Instagram, Twitter. It all depends on, the truth of the matter is it really depends on your niche, which one of those you use or if you use all of them. LinkedIn, obviously, is a good one. But you want to use these platforms to connect with your customers. And I struggle with this because I think, I don't know, for me, social media is unbelievably distracting, right? When you open social media, for somebody who has ADHD, it's damn fireworks going off. And I don't, I don't, I don't watch TikTok because it, that's like Disney World fireworks going on. Anyway, so <clears throat> leverage the power of email marketing. A lot of people say email marketing is dead, but that's just absolutely not true. Effective email marketing is still a great way to reach your audience and promote your product or your service. Make sure that you are collecting email addresses. And then sending out regular newsletter, probably not a newsletter. Newsletters are not. Newsletters are fine, depending on your audience, of course. But when I say newsletters or promotional emails or something to keep the customer engaged. And so I actually, I think newsletters are probably fine. I don't really subscribe to too many newsletters. I subscribe to Al Levy's newsletter. I believe he has a, I believe I'm subscribed to Al Levy's newsletter. Anyway, if I'm not out after the show, I will do that. Offer something special, something exclusive, something, some sort of promotion, right? Loves a good deal. Look, you love a good deal. I love a good deal. Everybody loves a good deal. And so in a fair deal, right? Everybody loves, well, actually a fair deal is what everybody really wants. A good deal is what people love. Say, obviously in the, in your, in your marketing Use stuff like limited time sale, limited number of spots available, almost whatever. You can, all I'm trying to get you to, all I'm just saying here is use use deals, right? And promotions to 
promote your product or service. The next one is improve your web website. Good God, improve your your improve your website's user experience. God dang. Your website should be easy to navigate and user friendly. Make sure your product is comp- the descriptions are clear, right and concise. You want to reduce the friction with your product or service, right? You want to reduce the friction from the customer beginning the journey on your site to the customer ending the journey on your site. The less times they got to think, the more likely they are to complete that sale. That's just all there is to it. Look, are we as human beings are inherently, we take the easy path. That is just, it's ingrained as a human being that our bodies say, take the easier path. Now, if you are like me, I have to beat that voice down. The next one is build a loyal customer base. It's easier and less expensive to retain customers than acquire new ones. I 1000% agree with that. Let me explain. So if you have a customer, if you have a customer base, right? You absolutely have a customer base that you probably are not even reaching out to. And let me explain the reason that you need to be doing that. Let's just pretend for a second you have a thousand customers. That's not a ton of customers, right? For a home services company or for even a sales organization. It's just not a lot. But imagine having a thousand customers that have bought from you before. All of these people have bought your product or service, or they've done business with you in some shape, short, shape, form, or fashion because they're in your customer database, right? Those people already like you. Maybe not all of them, but most of them, right? They wouldn't be doing business with you if they didn't like you. So why are you not reaching out to them each month and saying, hey, just want to let you know we're here. Now, look, I understand if you just sold HVAC unit to a part of your customer base, right? You're not going to send them an email saying, hey, it's time to tune up your HVAC unit. You got to be smart about this and you got to send the right emails to the right people. And this is really not, it sounds super complicated, but dude, I'm telling you right now, with all the tools and stuff that are coming out right now that I've discovered, all this shit is going to be so easy. It's not even fun. I promise you from a guy that knows nothing about technology that knows, actually, I know a little bit about it now for a guy like me that doesn't really, I mean, like I really never got really trained on how to use a computer. Really? I like, I was in a weird that between I was an in between you, if you will. I'll be forty five like a couple of weeks next week or something like that. And so I'm in that I'm in that weird part where we didn't really go through a lot of computer stuff when I was in school, right? We just didn't like it was. I don't know. If I think I took one computer class, and like now, I mean that's like Stone Ages, right? And so I, I don't, I have no background on this stuff, but I have learned more stuff in the last four or five or six weeks, ever how long ChatGPT has been out or OpenAI. Now it's like, there's so many different things that you can do with this, this with OpenAI, right? There's, I'm not going to get on, get on a path about that, but 
the point is there's absolutely no reason in this world why you should not be reaching out to the people that have already done business with you. It is silly for you to have all of those people sitting in your database and you're spending money on marketing to bring new people in that maybe will buy. You already have people in your database that are going to buy. And if you want to know how to do that, I would reach out to me because I can tell you exactly how to do it. I can help you do that. Like, dude, there's so many things that I have learned and been able to implement in the last six to eight weeks. It is absolutely crazy. And so if you want to get ahead of the curve, I would suggest, I mean, look, dude, you don't have to do anything, but like, I have done more research on this stuff. And I so I'll just tell you a quick story. I'm totally getting off track here. But I met with one of the people from the startup, Embria Accelerator. I'll put the link to the accelerator to Positive Deviancy, which is Jade Garrett's company. And I will put a link to her company, which is Embria, right? But Positive Deviancy is her name. I'm confusing you and I'm wasting time. So just go to the damn link and check it out. So I was talking to one of the people from the startups. So this is the startups for the the hardware startups that I'm working with. And I was talking to one of their, one of the Georgetown students there yesterday, and she was explaining to me how you can pull information. She just gave me a hack, right? She gave me a hack that now I'm able to pull information from chat or open AI, current information, right? Opposed to what you're pulling, which is 2021 information. I'm pulling all the way up to right this second information. So it's pretty dope. And it's a really cool, you know, it was great talking to, I am for sure. Her name is, I can't remember her name. I'm really sorry. So it was just really cool talking to her. And it's been really cool working with these startups. It's been really cool being involved with this project because it is like a next level. Like I'm dealing with, like I'm working with people that are on a whole next level, they're creating products for the future. And those are the people I'm working with, which is super dope. I mean, it's like super dope. I am, I feel really blessed. I feel like, I don't know, dude, I feel lucky. I feel extremely lucky that I've had this opportunity and it's just really cool. I'll shut up saying that. All right. Customer reviews and testimonials. Now, You want to get customer reviews and testimonials for social proof, right? I have done a terrible job at this, and I have not had great participants that have given me the reviews. And look, I'm going to tell you right now, reviews are the hardest effing thing to get on anything. This podcast is hard to get reviews, hard to get reviews on books, hard to get reviews on services. Like, it's weird. And I don't know, I'll tell you exactly what it is. People don't, some people have egos, right? They don't want to know, they don't want people to know that they had help. They don't want people to know that they had me come in and help their, that it's because of me. They just, they want the credit. And I get that. I'm cool with that, but I'm not cool sort of with that because it does not help me at all. 
I'm implementing a new process, new policy. I'm going to get a review at the beginning. I'm going to get a review in the middle. And I'm going to get a review at the end. At least for sure, I'm going to have two reviews out of those three. Anyway. It's really a pain point for me. So attend trade shows and events. And I'll tell you something. You can do this one of two ways, right? First of all, trade shows and events are a great way to connect with potential customers. And if you want to be a vendor, it's a great time to showcase what you're doing, right? Make sure that you have like a clear eye-catching display and be ready to answer questions and provide demos if you can of the product or you show them a demo or make sure that you're engaging. Do not go to a trade show and sit in your booth or just stand in your booth and smile and say hello. You got to get out and talk to people. You got to start having conversations with people. Don't start out the conversation with, hey, come check out my booth. Start the conversation with, hey, I like your shoes. By the way, I'm Corey Barrier, and we have a booth right over here. If you want to come over and check it out, you should, right? It's not going to be exactly that quickly. You got to pause after the shoes and let them speak. And you call, you fill in the blank with the shoes. I say whatever you want, but just build rapport, dude. Like, just build rapport with people. And people are going to start to like you. And people are going to start to know who you are. It's really not. I say it's not hard. It is hard. It is. It is super hard if you're not trained to do this stuff. If you've never worked a trade show and you go to a trade show to work it, you're going to suck. I'm just going to tell you that right now because they don't send the top people there necessarily. I shouldn't say that. They actually, sometimes they absolutely do that. But even that though, maybe the top people are not salespeople, right? Maybe that they're the CEO of the company or maybe they're the president of the company or maybe they whoever, but you got to get out and talk to people. But lots of times what happens in trade shows is people go there and they think, I set up my booth, right? I set up my store. It's all ready to go, right? I built it. They're going to come. Wrong, dude. Wrong. Unless you got a super unbelievably dope. This guy had a, I'm trying to remember what kind of car it was. Whatever it was. It was incredible because it was like chrome. Right. And it was like, I think it was a Corvette now that I think about it. It was chrome. So you had to go over, you had to look at it. Like you had to figure it out because how many times do you see a chrome Corvette? Probably not very many unless you live in Miami. Most likely you don't live in Miami. Well, you might. My buddy, US Pave, Nick Smalls is in Miami, I think. He's somewhere in Southern Florida. I think it's in Miami area. Actually, he was on my podcast now about six months ago. She'll check it out. He's a good dude. I like him. At these trade shows, also, If you're an attendee at a trade show, go around and talk to the people at the booths. And it's the same way as you would if you were the trade show person. Get to know who they are. You know, well, if you're walking up to the booth, I guess you have probably a little bit more intention with what you're going there for. But make the best of it. Like, you're not there to pick up all the free shit. Who cares about the free shit? Free shit's nothing. You're never going to look at it. You're never going to use it. You're never going to look at it. Don't waste your time picking it up. It's just worthless stuff, right? It's just gimmicky stuff. So it leads me to another point. Of course, I'm off task here, but if you want to be different, let me tell you how, let me tell you how this company was different. 
So I went to, I was at RoofCon this past year, this past, I don't know when it was, November maybe, in Florida. And it's one of the best, one of the best conferences I've been to, to be perfectly honest with you. It was really unbelievable. But the point is, Jeff Boab and um, it wasn't Michael. I'm trying to think the other guy's freaking name. I'm drawing a blank. I suck at names. But anyway, Jeff was there. And then at their same booth, they had, damn it, I'm drawing a blank on all their names. Anyway, is a marketing company, not a mark branding. He's been on the podcast, Ryan Kettering. It wasn't him that was there. It was his partner. I could see his face just clear as day. I can't remember his name to save my life. Doesn't matter. But they had a unique, they had a unique booth, right? They showed they showed you how to pick a lock. Who the hell doesn't want to see how to pick a lock? It was cool. It was unique. It was completely different than what everybody else there was doing. And so, I can't believe I can't think of that guy's name. Anyway. Focus on providing value. When it comes to making sales, it's all about providing value, which I've already talked about that, right? You want to provide value to the customers that you serve. Whether that's sending them an email every month, whether that's giving them a, you know, dropping them a voice drop, if it's sending a text, if it's whatever, but you want to focus on providing the most value you can for the customer because they're going to appreciate that. And they're always going to want to do business with you if you do that. And that may be doing, going the extra mile, right? That's one of my core values is go the extra mile, dude. Go do a little bit more than you're supposed to be doing. And you need to communicate that value through your all your marketing channels, right? You don't want to constantly be selling. And I probably always sound like I'm sales because I feel like I'm always selling. I don't know why I feel that way. Anyhow, follow up with potential customers. This seems like a no-brainer, right? Follow up with potential customers. Duh. Well, Guess what? Most people don't do that. It's insane. Like, it's ridiculous. And I'm not the best at it. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. If there's, look, if there is any kind of nefarious, if there's any kind of question in my mind whether this person is going to be worth talking to or not, I may check that person off, right? Which is really dumb. I don't do that anymore, but I used to do that. I used to judge people, right? By their cover. I used to, but dude, you cannot do that. I'll tell you, a quick story. We went into a house and one, one of my, I was out on with a technician and this guy, it was an older couple and had to run a, we had to run a, a camera, right? And he had a crack in one of his pipes. Oddly enough, he also had a crack pipe. Well, actually it wasn't a crack pipe. It was a meth pipe. It was like a, it was in it. He said he found it in the drain. I'm like, this episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all in one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency 
and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. And I'm like, dude, I, I didn't say anything, obviously. It was really odd. It was just really odd. And it was a meth pipe. That's exactly what it was. Somehow the meth pipe got in his pipes. Somehow that happened. He has no idea how that happened. Weird. Super weird. But that guy, to the point, I never even finished the damn story. This guy looked like he didn't have a pot to piss in. And shelled out $6,000 for this job. Cash. Don't judge a book by its cover. Now, who the hell knows where that dude got the cash? Because he certainly didn't look like a drug dealer, that's for sure. But maybe he was. Who knows? Either way, can't judge a book by its cover. Your sales strategy is you want to you want to continuously analyze and improve whatever that strategy is. Because, look, your strategy from last year is old. If you're using a strategy from five years ago, it's old. If you're not improving and making tweaks on the sales process in your training and up-to-date stuff, right? You look, it's a different way to sell now. And if you're using old tactics, if you're using old methods, if you're using processes that are 25 years old. Yeah, they may still work, but are they working effectively? I would say absolutely not. They may be working effectively, but I would argue there is 10 different ways you could do this that would be potentially a better process. Like, customers are different now. They're not, look, they're not the same as they were four, three years ago, right? Before this garbage hit, like, Buying and selling is a different ball game now. And if you don't know that, you're going to be screwed. So look, you want to use you want to use technology. Like there is you have so much stuff at your fingertips right now. I'm telling you right now, we are in a time we are in the middle of, I would say, the biggest gold rush we've ever seen. We're right in the middle of it. You may think I'm nuts, but I'm telling you right now, dude, I'm talking to the right people. I am absolutely right. And so you got to be positioned the right way if you want to cash in on this gold rush. And so I've positioned myself several ways to cash in on this gold rush. And mark, mark my words, it's coming shortly because the window's not big. I promise you it's not big. There is, dude, just with the technology that's come out, with the access that, that I have to the technology that's out, like I'm tied in with these people that, un, that have a way deeper understanding of how this thing works than anybody I've ever talked to. Like these people are, they're using programs that she was telling me about yesterday. They are like, I can't remember exactly what she said she did. Oh, I do remember. I can't say it, maybe. But people are using this to write like grants 
like if you in what grants you, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about potentially because I'm talking complete just forget it but you can imagine trying to have it write something that you got to submit to the government I, you can only imagine how hard that would probably be I can imagine because we had to do it with the solar prize challenge we did last year I think hero X solar prize challenge we didn't we didn't win Jade won last year Jade and Callie that's why I mean that's why I'm involved with these hardwares for these startups because Jade invited me in as an expert on tech, as I've told you a million damn times. But it is it's super cool because I just get to see what's coming. Like I just get to see how these people's minds work. I get to see these products that these teams are making are like some of these guys have raised a hundred million more than that. And these products, and I've talked about this one on here before, Matt, I think it's called FLX Solutions. It's something like that. But you'll know because it's like a it's like a robot arm. And it's the coolest device I've ever seen. And there's no tell of what he's, what all he's going to be able to do with this thing. And so that's just one of the, it is, I mean, it's just one of the coolest things that I've, maybe one of the coolest things I've been involved in, to be perfectly honest with you. It's a different it's a different world, right? It's just a different world. And it's cool because I actually feel pretty valued within those teams because I'm I, I'm getting to have conversations with people that want to help. Like they really want to learn how to make sure their product and services or products rather make it to market and sell. And the only way that you can do that is by talking to somebody like me that understands that marketing path, that understands that sales process, that understands how to find out who the customers are that you're looking for, who the exact customers are that would buy your product. And we market to those people. But if you don't know how to do all that stuff, it's probably confusing to you. And I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It's just that I understand it because this is what I do. And it's pretty cool. So I really, I don't know, man, a lot of new stuff happening, right? A lot of new stuff happening in my business, in a lot of stuff in my life, to be perfectly honest with you. And it's all good stuff. So it's really hard. A lot of it's hard stuff. And I'm just, just on a personal note, we've, Lana's 13 years old. And you can imagine what all comes with a 13-year-old. But I will tell you this quick story, and you're going to want to listen to this because it's going to blow your mind. So everybody's, you know, if I'm having if I'm having issues with Lana, she's doing something she shouldn't be doing. That, that's my issue, right? And it's as big as it is to me. But when you set that comparatively beside someone else, and I'm going to tell you a story about this guy last night that was telling me this story. He had... So in 20, I'm not going to give you the dates. It doesn't matter. But basically, he said his wife died of cancer. One of his kids died from some unbelievably weird, never heard of, once in a lifetime disease. And then he's got a 14-year-old that is, she's on the spectrum. I don't know exactly what maybe a little bit autistic or something. I'm not sure. And that part, I don't know how much of a part that plays. I guess it does play a big part in it. But like she runs away. 
Like when I say my problems ain't that bad. This dude was telling me that his daughter is 14 years old and she will call him, she will call a damn Uber in the middle of the night and leave. She's had 60 surgeries. So clearly, clearly there was an issue. I don't can't even remember what this. Oh, it was something with her heart. 60 surgeries. Anyway, this guy on a decade, this guy went through. Caring for a sick wife for seven years, I think it was. This daughter that's now, she's about to kill him. But I can relate to his story because even meanwhile, my daughter's nowhere near that bad. Like, she doesn't, <laughs> my daughter's a walk in the freaking park compared to what I just told you. And I only told you a little bit. Like, she leaves and does drugs and he found her. They, like, they, she got arrested at a meth house. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, this dude's story. It's the wildest thing I've heard in a long time. And that guy, like, it it put my life in perspective. It put my issues or my whatever really put in perspective. And that's tough stuff, dude. Like, that's, that's tough. And so she got locked up. And he did not go get her. As he shouldn't have. He made the right decision but like any parent that's going to be a very hard decision and i'm going to tell you right now don barrier my father which is today happy birthday don happy birthday dad it's his birthday today i think it's the 24th right it's 24th boom happy birthday dad so my dad did the same thing and it was the best thing he could have done. He realized when I got locked up for all that cocaine in 2005, he realized if he bails me out one more time, I'm not going to change. He realized that if he didn't change his mindset of how he treated me, I was never going to get better. And so, fortunately, that was a tough call, dude. That was hard. And he came and saw me in jail. And he said, I'm not getting you out. I think that's right. It's been a long time ago. And he did not. He didn't bail me out. So, the point is that guy had to make that same decision just this past yesterday or day before about his daughter. And you can't, if you enable your children, they're going to make bad decisions when they get older. If you enable them and you clean up after them, you clean up their messes. If you don't let them fall on their face, they're never going to learn a lesson. And until I fell on my face countless times, I didn't learn a lesson. And so If there's no pain involved in the lesson, it won't be a lesson, period. You, and I know it's tough. And you're probably thinking right now, I'm heartless. I'm not heartless. I'm really not. But my experience 
and countless other human beings experience is if the pain gets great enough, you change. If the pain is not great enough, you will not change. And it's just that simple. There's really not a lot of gray area there. If your toe hurts, if it hurts bad enough, you go to the doctor. It's just that simple. And so I know you want to help your kids and you think, am I making, am I making the right decision? Every parent asks themselves that every day, probably. Did I make the right decision? Did I encourage, did I enable, not encourage, did I enable my kid to make these bad choices? Did I do enough? Like, I don't want to ask, did I do enough? I don't want that question in my mind. I want to make sure that we do every, I want to make sure that you do everything that you can do to have a successful, this guy, for example, I got, damn it, I went way off. Point is, if you want to have, if you're, if you want to have, if you're, you got to be a parent. You got to stop being a friend. You got to be a parent. And this guy struggled with that. He struggled hard with that. Autumn struggles hard with it. A lot of parents struggle hard with that. Because especially if it's your only child, that is for a lot of people. Now, I imagine if, if you've tried to have a kid, right, two or three times, some people have had done this countless times, and that has got to be a really hard process. And once you finally get that kid, finally, you cherish the kid to the point that you enable them to not learn life skills. And it's a really hard spot to be in because your heart tells you, you've got to go and fix this problem for them. And so you're acting on emotion. And this is a time that you got to recognize that. You've got to recognize that, is this in the best interest of my child for the future? Or is it in my best interest because I want to feel good? I want to make Corey feel good, so I'm going to go do this thing for Lana, right? I'm guilty of that. Of course, every parent is guilty of that. But you got to recognize when it's selfish, and you got to recognize when it is You just got to know the difference of when you're being a friend and when you're being a parent. And there is a fine line. But if you don't make that distinction, the kid's going to be confused about what they're supposed to do. They think you're her, their friend. They're going to make different decisions because you're their friend. You're not their mom or their dad. And those decisions could result in Not good stuff coming down the road. And, you know, and this guy's a perfect example of that. Like, he's to the point in his relationship. Well, this was a couple of years ago. He was drinking pretty heavy and he didn't care. He said, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have cared about any of this. I wouldn't have cared about her. I wouldn't have cared if she died. That's exactly what he said. Point blank. He said whenever the other people died, he was like, yeah, they died. I didn't care. He was drunk. 
He's like, I didn't care. So it's pretty fascinating listening to that guy's story last night. And totally putting it in perspective and understanding his struggle with the enablement portion. Again, every parent struggles with that. I'm done with this. I am going to wrap this up. All right, folks. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it was important. And I want you to share this with somebody that maybe you know a parent that's struggling with this. Maybe you know a friend that's struggling with some of this stuff. This may be a good conversation for you to let them in on. It was really nice to hear how other people struggle with the same thing that we do. It was really dope to understand that this situation could be way, way, way worse, right? I mean, I believe that I believe in God. God doesn't put anything on you that you can't handle. I've been through a lot of stuff. I've gone through a lot of hard times in my life. And I have come out of those hard times every single time. Because I'm not going to fail. That's not true. I do fail all the time. But I'm not going to let that. I want that. I want to win. I want you to win. So if you know somebody that could, this could be useful to, I'd like for you to share it to them. Just send it to one guy. Send it to one parent or one one parent that you might think needs to hear this. Tell them to skip through the sales garbage at the first and just go straight to the end of it. And hey, I appreciate you hanging in there today. It was important and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, that's cool too. But I guess if you stayed around this long, you probably enjoyed it. So we'll see you guys on the other side. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.